Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's the crack, everybody? You're listening to Unforeseen, the podcast that is truly unforeseen. I'm Ross Brown, and there's Lorraine Murphy. What is the jazz What's cracking? Uh, thanks to everybody who's been listening so far. If you haven't, if you've only just joined us now, and this is one of your entry point ones, or even if this is your second or third episode, I would implore you uh, to go back and listen from the very beginning. I sound like Blind Boy now. Go back and listen to the beginning where I speak about the frontal rise of the 18th century in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> um, love Blind Boy, by the way. Uh, yeah, do go back and listen from the beginning. And this is only something that I figured out in the last kind of episode or two where... Uh, we're, we're like a lot of things we're referencing and talking about are things we've spoken about in previous episodes. Yeah, we're still talking about the comfort wipe. It's and well, no, to be honest, it's mainly your weird like bodily anomalies that, uh, oh, <laughs> that people need to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean body anomalies? I have nothing anomal, an anomalous. Okay, let's anomaly, go. anomalous. Let's go with quirks then. Quirks. Quirks. I would say. I would say. Um, Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> I call each of them je ne sais quoi. Uh, yeah, so if you would like to know about all of my attributes. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Safe words. Safe words. Yeah, yeah. Achievements, like you're playing Xbox. All my, <laughs> un- all my unlocked achievements. <laughs> and if you want to, you know, find out what we're referencing when we're talking about things like the comfort wipe and what were the pants called again? Wonder pants. Wonder pants and the fluff and puff and all those things. Uh, go back and listen from the beginning. None of them are kind of time dependent. Yeah. None, of, none of them are like, oh, that's such a that's such an August topic because most of our things are from 1980 fucking six. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't get copyright issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is everyone in this video dead? Okay, let's move on. Look at the head in that cunt. <laughs> so, yeah. What's, what's, your, what's your week been like? Uh, it's it's that weird kind of week in between Christmas and yeah. New Year. So yeah. it's just a lot of eating and a lot of just lazing around. Are you, ga- are you gatting? A bit of gatting. Sure, a bit of gatting has to be done, are you, doesn't it? Are you a, are you a, are you a gatter? Like, oh, like, are you... What's your drinking... Um, what's your relationship with alcohol? That's what I mean to say. What's your like? What you know? What kind of a drinker are you? Are you a going out only I dabble. person? You I dabble. dabble. No, do you know what I love? I love. Uh, I love a home gin and tonic. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, a big dirty gin and tonic Ooh. at home. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you one of those ones that's like, give me back my gin and tea? This song's about me and it stays, you know, it's my <laughs> no, life. No, it doesn't. It, gin doesn't have that effect that, you know, makes me all teary and Mascara stuff. Thinner. I do, I do like uh, a gin. I used to drink gin. 
back in college, right? Not before I, this it was is, fashionable. This is proper hipster now, right? But I used to drink gin before it was cool. Oh, right. You know, before genu- Ryan Reynolds got on the <laughs> got on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely, just liked the taste of it to be honest, because I can. I also can't drink vodka, which was the student drink. You know, you you drink. Is the reason you can't drink vodka because you had a bad experience on vodka? Because most people, when they can't drink something, they they fucking did the dog on it once. Major blackouts. Yeah. Major oh, blackouts really? with vodka, yes. So I started drinking gin. And I really enjoy it. I just love the taste of it as well. I just find it re- re- very refreshing, you I know? I think it's a rougher drink. It, gin always seems to me like a rough drink. What? A rougher drink. Like the whiskey of the white spirits. Really? Am I wrong? Maybe its classiness has, has you know, risen over the last couple yeah, of years. In, but in London, I, there was the whole gin, like it was like the, the Great Depression with gin. They had all those gin alleys and all that kind of stuff where it was like, it was rampant. People back were in, drinking gin instead of water. Back in college, I was known as Deirdre Barlow. Deirdre <laughs> Barlow. For drinking gin. Fucking hell. Because there was no fancy like globe glasses back then. No botanicals. <laughs> no, hell no. no. Not, I was un- unless you ice. fell into a bush with it. Botanical. That's a botanical. What is your drink of choice then? Uh, I love a bit of wine. A bit of wine. I love a bit of wine. I'm Red or white? White only. I'm a rosé girl. I like rosé as well. Why yeah, rosé. There's something about rosé I like. Rosé was my entry point into wine. Okay. Yeah, because I kind of went, oh, that looks kind of like it's, you know, it looks kind of alcohol pop sweet. I, it, it won't be. And then I, then I found Sauvignon Blanc and I found, um, uh, what's my other favourite one? Um, the really sharp one. Why can't I fucking think? I don't know. Pinot Grigio. Sa- I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Pinot Grigio is the one. That's my one. Okay. Yeah. Sauvignon Blanc is like a close second, but Pinot Grigio, real sharp. Grapey, sour, like real, like fucking, you know, that real kind of like yeah. tang at the back of your palate. Fucking love it. Mm. And I do love, uh, Martini's my favourite um, kind of cocktail. I love Martini. I'm trying to picture you now with a, a Martini in your hand. I look fucking class with a Martini <laughs> in my hand. With the olive. And I, olives are my favourite food as well. So it's like. Eating and drinking. Eating and drinking. I'm That's like, I'm like slap a fucking full jar into that glass there. <laughs> Just wet the olives. That's all That's you need to do. That's the best thing. It's one of my favourite things about going on holidays to... Spain is the olives that they give you. Oh, oh God. I so lived good. in Spain for a year. Uh, We've heard a lot about your, your Oh yeah, you heard about your before. time in yeah, Spain, I yeah. Pose for the art class and stuff, yeah. Oh yeah, and that uh, yeah. <laughs> Go back and listen. Yeah, Go yeah. back and listen. Go back and listen. Exactly. I lived in Spain for a year. I my favourite thing about Spain, my favourite thing to do in Spain was to go to the old town. Okay. So you'd have all the bars and nightclubs and stuff. What part of Spain? Uh, Los Alcatraz is where I lived in, okay. near Murcia. Murcia. Yeah, I even have the lisp. I was there that long. Murcia Airport. And you, you could go left up to the kind of like the new bars and the English bars and the Irish bars. But you could go right down to the old town. When you go down to the old town, you go into the alleys and you find like a, this little kind of tiny little bar. And they've, you know, they put the nuts and the bread and the cheeses oh, up on the it. table for free <gasps> just because you're there having a couple of small beers. And you just sit there for hours just chatting talking to the locals in broken Spanish they're talking to you in broken English and it's oh it's the best oh. I mean me and my dad drove through all of Spain and all of France and all of England and Ireland because we were bringing furniture back and over and uh, that was great crack because we went up into the mountain town stayed one night there then we went over to where uh, to uh, northern Spain to Santander uh, where the uh, where the ferry was and we stayed a night there and it was again it was the little scooters and the guys outside <laughs> playing checkers and stuff like that and it was oh Love it. I do like I do like the Spanish. They've got a very good way of life. They do. They they really enjoy life, don't they? they? It's all about enjoying life first, and then work comes after. But they do it? when they do something, they do it really well. Yeah, like the whole sitting out your front garden, with, and they have the TV out there, and the kids are playing, and the old people are out there, and everyone's sitting out, and the old people are playing uh, bowls or bool on the on the on the on the kind of the the dirt kind of green that they have out the front. When they do Sunday 
like when they go to mass, they all get dressed up in white linens and mm. gorgeous clothes, and then they all go to a restaurant, like twenty of them, for the whole day, and they get all of the you know the the cured meats and all that stuff, and you're kind of going, oh, they really fucking do it right. And they do celebrations really well. Fantastic. They really just yeah. enjoy themselves, yeah. don't they? Oh, now we, we really want to go on holidays. We're, we're just like we're just like, ah, is there enough hat in the fridge? <laughs> like we're <laughs> shocking, <laughs> shocking. Oh, I really want to go on holidays now. We yeah, uh, we we need a bit of a distraction. So let's get into this podcast then. Yeah. Um, what are your feelings on beauty pageants? Um, I, I met my wife through a beauty pageant. No way! <laughs> Stop! Yeah, yeah, it was a beauty pageant. It was the Belle of Balancholic. Know it well. Yeah. I know it well. Yes. So yeah. was she the Belle of Balancholic? She was. It was in my contract that I got 500 quid plus the winner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was rooting for someone else. I was like, come on, number six! Because <laughs> at the dog track. <laughs> So I was actually meant to be hooking up with somebody else. I was meant to be. In fact, she, this girl even drove down to my to my house in Rackhormock one day to pick me up because I couldn't drive at that stage. Okay. So this girl drove down to collect me one day. So like, you know, she was, she was actually, we were actively kind of, you know, pursuing each other, but nothing happened between us. But it was kind of like a kind of like, oh, I'll come down and pick you up. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And then I ended up uh, hooking up with Lorraine. Uh, on one of the nights of one of the social nights before the actual event when I was meant to be meeting all the girls and stuff. But the other one, I hadn't, like, we hadn't agreed to So you anything. were hosting this, is I it? was the compare. Okay, yeah, gotcha, I was the compare. gotcha. I didn't know where you were, like, uh, an escort or what no, you were doing. No, no. And then Lorraine won. Uh, and then, we, like, it was like a blind, kind of like, everyone was drunk, everyone was going out. And they're like, come on, we're going up this way. And I was like, hey. And then me, me and Lorraine just ended up hooking up that Oh night, my then. God, that's yeah. such a fun... And everyone was like, fix. Everyone in was like, fix. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking know. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure if the Belle of Balancholic is quite like this okay. uh, beauty pageant. It's not a female beauty pageant. This is an all-male affair back all in right. 1984. Oh, yeah. 1982, actually. 1982, 1982. sorry. Mr. T.S. There's a, there's, a, there's a frozen screen here. Mr. T.S.W. Yeah. Uh, 1982. Yeah, so T.S.W. Okay. was a local TV channel in uh, in the UK based in kind of like southwest, okay. so Devon, Cornwall kind gotcha. of area. Oh, this is English. English. Oh, right. And... Uh, they held Mr. TSW. So let's have a look. All right. Search is on to find Mr. TSW. And as a group of the Southwest's pine. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. There's too much here for one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. So say hell. what you see. Say what I see. Uh, well, it looks like fucking customs are going to have to search all these lads for budgies. <laughs> There is a there is a collection. I'm, I'm going to go a little bit forward to see if there are any more men revealed. Nearing young men. Oh yes, there are. <laughs> the jury have to decide. Okay, one of the guys looks like fucking Hercules. <laughs> I think number, I know which number one you're five. About. Yes. <laughs> number five looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his younger days. Like he's fucking. He looks like a genuine bodybuilder, and he, he looks like he's got a tan, and he's got the blonde kind of like, uh, almost like a kind of an undercut mullet, but it's fashionable enough. Like it's not terribly eighties. And then everybody else, everybody else looks like the usual suspects was done in the, with no costume department. <laughs> it's the most random cavalcade of human beings I've ever seen in my life. They all look like the designs for Shrek before they landed oh, on the... Oh, <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, what I mean by that, I mean like beard, moustache, no hair, bald. Muscly, skinny, tall. Like, as in, it's like someone drew all this and goes, here's all the different types of people. What do you want Shrek to look like? And it's all of them. The thing with this, with Mr. TSW, is that anybody that entered 
got to compete. So there was... Oh, it's an open day. It was wide open. So wow. anyone could take part in this. Number one looks like he was fucking knitted. <laughs> and nobody else has body hair except for except for number 14 has a little bit of just, just a ball of hair around his, around his belly button and nowhere else. So he obviously went, lads, I'm not going totally bald. Like, I'll make a fucking show of myself. I'm going to leave a perfect circle around my belly button. Everybody else has got nothing. So I assume they've all... Like this is eighty two. They've all groomed. They've all shaved, everything off. Yeah, well, it looks that way. It looks except for the fucking. Heads I don't know. And was the that the beers. trend back in the back in the day? But it definitely looks that way. Number thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Number thirteen is my guy. You're going for him. A hundred percent. Number thirteen, followed by number fifteen, who's who's th- four behind him in the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy that doesn't look like he's fully confident enough to step on stage. He's slightly. Halfway inside the door, I think he's, he's probably kind of regretting it. He's just—he's there going, "Oh fuck it, lads! I didn't realize there was going to be people out there." Like, it's just... thirteen is—he's uh, the sleeper. I'd say he—I'd say he's got—I'd say he's got a although four, uh, number thir- 12, 11, 11 in the red. Yes, with the mustache side burns. Oh, confidence dance. He's packing some heat as well. Is this—is this, is this like—has this anything to do with? Bodies is it bodybuilding or is it just like hello? I'm let's, let's play. It's a bit of everything, really. So it's, it's like it's like Miss America. Or yeah, Miss World. okay. Yeah. So it's personality. Like, it's their answers to questions. Oh wow! And yeah, a bit of everything. So, so this is like the swimsuit part portion. Of yeah, it. we've just kind of got a <laughs> compilation of bits here now for you. I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised, slightly disappointed, and also quite proud that nobody's minge is sticking out over those <laughs> tiny things that you'd expect someone to have a dick fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Stick it out over the top. Jury have to decide who will best represent this brand new title, Mister TSW nineteen. There's another whole row of them. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I spent so long in the first row. I <laughs> fucking rude hollet there halfway up with the blonde fucking curls. <laughs> Jesus Christ! One fella's looking back at the ball, going, "There's a lot of fucking fellas here, lads." Eighty-two. Whoa. Okay, now that dates it. The old woman in in the crowd and the other women there. It's the the women dated because men mustaches, beards, kind of timeless, and as well the fact they've no clothes on. You don't realise it's nineteen eighty two. When you see the people in the crowd, you're going, "That's mm. fucking nineteen eighty two and a half." Contestant number one is Keith Axton. He's twenty four, and his measurements are thirty eight, thirty two, thirty seven. What does that What does that even mean? Thirty two, thirty eight, thirty seven. I assume it's his shoulder width. Shoulder, his. chest, waist. He's not going to have a 37 inch <laughs> waist. We've measured his legs as well for you girls. <laughs> yeah. All the way down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's it. That's the three measurements, isn't it? Your shoulders, chest and waist. Yeah, but your waist or is, is it hips? Do you bring your... Seven inches. No, we don't do hips. No. Men don't have hips. Like, you know, like we, not in yeah. a measurement way. Like, yeah. Whereas you wear, we wear high-waisted hip kind of stuff. Yeah. We don't wear hip things. Um, he doesn't look 24 either, does he? No. That's that's a proper 1982 24. Like. <laughs> yes, that is that's it. We were talking about this Jeez, before. Yeah, it's like it's a, for some reason just the older decade ages everybody. The thing is, he doesn't look particularly 1982 at all. He's got a normal haircut on what you'd see of a guy now. Like it's not it's not like a big massive afro or it's not like huge chops and sideburns or anything or a dye. He just looks like a normal fella. Do you, but for some reason he looks 40. Do you think in like years to come people might look back on this YouTube video? And go, 
those two look way older. <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah, what if we look way older? Yeah, because older? all the next generation are all going to have fucking surgery to have fucking cat ears fucking attached to them and stuff to look like emojis. But the thing is, this I guarantee you this guy looks probably the same age or younger now. Yeah. And it's nearly 40 years later. Number three is Michael. There is Bob Ross. <laughs> Again, you couldn't tell what decade this was by looking yeah. at him. Bennett, who likes to be called Wiggy. I- That took you by surprise. <laughs> he likes to be called Wiggly. <laughs> Did I hear what? Wiggy. <laughs> Wiggy. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> John. I like to be called Wiggy. <laughs> Show a bit of respect. Call me Wiggy. Don't know why, don't ask. Number 23 is our blonde Dean Thomas. He's an ex-marine engineer. All right, nothing wrong with him. Fair play to you. Number 10 is Mark Goddard. Go on, Mark. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking pipe cleaners for legs. <laughs> That's what I look like as a teenager. Were you gangly like that? Was I fucking Were what? You? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened to the teenage me. I must have eaten them. That's what I used to look like. I used to be a fucking whippet. Like, this, like not a fucking ounce of fat on me. And oh. I didn't grow into my face until I was like fucking 26 or 27. What you you didn't grow into your face? All fucking, all chin and nose. Angles. All angles. And, okay. then, and then my flat head to fucking, to fucking accentuate <laughs> the angles on this side even more. It was like putting the arctic tree on next to a fucking wall. Like, it was just like, ah, look at that fucking thing. There was no balance, no counterbalance whatsoever. He's 22. He's- that is the most awkward, like he... He's he deeply looks, uncomfortable, isn't he, he? He looks like someone's in the back controlling him with a remote control. <laughs> He's just like, it's like robot wars. <laughs> Tight, six feet. Just look at those shoulders. Number well, there five. he is. Here's Arnie. He kind of looks like He-Man or something as well, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he looks, he does, which was Dolph Lundgren. In the movie. Did you ever see Masters of the Universe? No. Dolph Lundgren. Okay. And Courtney Cox's first movie, I think. Oh. Yeah, really. Oh, probably back, probably in 1982. It's probably that old. Hello. Mervyn Hello. Hello. Fucking pervy. If a fella did that, no. Forget about it. Oh, game over. Game over. Hello. <laughs> yeah. He's 20 and his measurements, oh ladies, eat your heart out. 44, 34, 29. <laughs> oh, 29 would be the way. So yeah, you are right. Maybe the other fella was 27 then. Do you find that there's a double standard with the way that women, the perception, we're, we're all allowed to do the same thing. Like if a, if a man goes to a strip club and if a woman goes to a strip club, they're both looking at the same thing, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. But do you find that there's a different perception of when when women go to a Chippendale or strip show or whatever, yeah. that they're always like, ah, it's great crack, wow, ah, Willie Straws, blah, blah, blah. But when if a man said we're all going to a strip club, there's there's a media kind of thing of you dirty fucker. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, there? yeah. There, there's a real contradiction about it, isn't but there? But also we don't laugh at it the way that women like we we ye do it in a very jovial kind of like this is gas and you're laughing yeah. at them and stuff. Whereas fellas probably don't laugh. But yeah. also it would be pretty mean on the strippers if you were laughing and stuff yeah. like that. And because like there's a little bit of de- degrading in that. But the men are like, yeah, whatever. But if the men were laughing, the women would turn around, like we would turn around to be like, I'm sorry, but you're not allowed to laugh at her. Like she's doing her job. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? We and then if we're not laughing, you're like, stop leering at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. Where are we? Like, are, yeah. are we? <laughs> it, there's real double standards about no. it. And in, in so many ways. But men's strip clubs would be generally seedier by, by, by perception and historically. Yeah. Would be like, Dark. I've dingy. never been to a strip show. 
Have you not? Never. And like of all hen parties, everything I've been to, there's never been a stripper. Yeah. I've never seen a strip show. Right. You know, so I can't, I, I honestly can't say from experience. I went to one strip club in Cork after a comedy gig. Okay. Walked in, uh, got a drink, watched an old fella, an old farmery kind of fella, be surrounded by about 12 girls. Okay. And we were looking at that going, fucking hell, like they were all just vying for his money, not attention, but you know, kind of like, oh, oh, here, you know, he was buying them all drinks and stuff. One girl dancing sadly on a pole and then I just went, will you go somewhere else? And everyone was like, yeah, and we all just downed our drinks and left. And was it out of like, not really feeling comfortable there or it was it just a, like... It just felt a little bit... Weird. What are we doing here? Like, Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Um... But I told you about the place I was in before in Spain that was... That you did the strip. Where the strippers were, where there was a stripper every hour or whatever, or every half hour. Uh, that was different. But I, I remember being in Spain as a seven-year-old and there'd been a Chippendale show in the square in Lanzarote or Alcudi, I think. Like, and it was like, in, like all, the, all the bars are open around the square. Like you can see in everywhere. And I remember everyone was going off to the Chippendale show and I was like seven. I was like, what's that? The Rescue Rangers? Like, <laughs> they were like, not that Chippendale. <laughs> So yeah, but I do think, I do think one, women don't take it as seriously or they kind of just laugh at it and think it's all a big joke. But then also they do judge men for do, going to the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's definitely. But also men don't go to it in the same way that women go to it as well. So yeah. there is a bit of balance there. Yeah. He comes from Panstock, Bude, and he's a site maintenance man. Fair play. Oh, I wish I had a site to maintain. Fucking hell! <laughs> This is more of it. Jesus. More of I it. I wish I had a site to maintain. If a man said that. She might as well have said, you can rake me gee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she might as well have. She just said it in a more kind of, I wish I had a site to maintain. <laughs> now, this guy could maintain a site. Fucking hell. Number 17 is Glenn Richard. He's a laboratory technician. Of course he fucking is. <laughs> of course he is. They're laughing at him. I don't like that. We just laughed at him. Retrospectively from 1982, <laughs> Lorraine, for fuck's sake. And I, I also, I didn't laugh at him. I just went, yes, of course he fucking is. Because he looks like a scientist. Inside, I know. I, your eyes were laughing. I saw them. <laughs> See, but, but this guy, I like these guys because they're real. Yeah. You take this guy to bed, right? You take this guy home or if you, if you ended up like hooking up with this guy, what you see is what you get. There's no fucking surprises. You go to the other fella, the site maintenance fella, you fucking, you hit him with a thumbtack by accident, the whole fucking thing goes, <laughs> it's fucking all over the shop. I'm telling you. Oh, I feel sorry for him. Do you notice how she didn't have a single she said thing nothing. to say about she him? She said nothing because she was fucking holding the microwave going, fucking hell. <laughs> See, and he had to, look what he had to follow. I know. Like, look what he had to, yeah. he had to follow any of the other lads. It was just the, re, it was just the, the stark contrast of fucking Hercules. Yeah. They should have kept him for last. They should have. They really should have. Thanks visiting the auctions. Oh, this guy's got this guy's a man about town. This is the guy you were following. Is this my guy? Yeah, yeah. This, this guy's got a saunter. I knew I knew he had something about him. Gardening, photography, dressing up as Dracula. Dressing up as Dracula! <laughs> fucking hell! How often do you have to do it that it's a thing that you write down on your fucking Like <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you think about it, right, in terms of importance, gardening needs to be done regularly. And just below that, he's like, and of course, the second most regular thing I do, dressing up as Dracula. Please tell me there's not something after this which is less important than dressing up as Dracula. (laughs) 
fucking hell. That is amazing. <laughs> How specific. <laughs> Not even going to parties as him or fancy dress. Even say fancy dress parties. Just dressing up as Dracula. I'd like to think Like he that... finally does everything and he just puts the teeth in and goes, well, I'm not going to get any more enjoyment out of this. It's just the dressing up part I like. I don't even like taking it off. I'd like to think that his friends entered him or something and that they filled in the oh, form, but I really don't hell. think they did. Dressing up as Dracula. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, oh he's my guy, isn't he? He's your guy. <laughs> well, of course that's the guy I pick, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen. Are these the last two that are left? The two guys shaking hands? This is the, yeah, this is the final announcement. And that's, that's the one that's fucking talking about getting her sight made. Then the winner of the title this evening, £1,000 and a whole... It's a lot of fucking money. What, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Nothing. ...holiday in the Austrian Tyrol, Mr. TSW 1982 <laughs> is... Contestant number 21, Robert Stavridge. Who's that? That is amazing. That is so amazing. He was, oh my God, he's everything you want, isn't he? I just, Mr. TSW. I just can't figure out what happened at the end. So they had two people. They like, had two guys like shaking hands going like, best of luck. And then all of a sudden, fucking, this guy comes out from looking nowhere. Sorry, I was taking a shit. Oh, fucking hell. With the largest moustache I've ever seen that wasn't bought in a shop. Fucking hell. I just adore that oh, he I'm had sweating. to come out and drink a massive glass of beer and just kind of it wasn't parade even a glass. It was like a fucking it was like one of the things the scientist fella uses to test if someone has fucking AIDS or not. It was like a fucking huge thing. Oh my god. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> the, it, it, in the beginning it looked like this is as funny as it's gonna get, and then I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I'm gonna spend loads of time talking about these lads at the start, and then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I should have skipped past this. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. Do you think uh Dracula was hard done by there. Oh, 100%. I'd say He-Man is fuming as well. He-Man and Dracula. I mean, I mean, fucking hell, there's... There's a movie right there. Oh, we're moving on to something totally different now. Okay. Uh, Japan is known for its crazy commercials. Yes. And uh, it's home to lots of Hollywood actors appearing in crazy commercials that they assume nobody on this side... Of the world is going to see. Yeah, the whole movie Lost in Translation was based off Bill Murray doing a commercial for Scotch or something, yes, wasn't it? Or one something. of my favourite films. Oh, it's I my favourite film. Is it? I love it. Oh. Love it. Oh my god, what a movie! There's such a there's such a a calming vibe about it. Isn't there, there is the the shower scene where he's like trying to fit underneath just subtle, subtle little things when he feels like his t-shirt is too loud and he turns it inside out. And oh. then Scarlett Johansson's like your t-shirt's inside out. And he's like, oh shit. 
Oh, and then the way they just walk away from each other in the yeah. end, and it's just like, oh, it wasn't romantic. It was like it was just two ships in the night kind yeah. of thing. They just needed each other for company. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I love, love it. Lost in Translation. Love it. Yeah. So this is a, a couple of samples of commercials that Hollywood actors have appeared in. Okay. And uh, I've got a few of them for you here. They're they're kind of open to interpretation. So we'll see what right. your take on these. And do, do these actors know they've been in it? Like they've they've, oh, they've, they've they're, actively shot it. Yes. Okay. Very aware they're in this. Yeah. When she's sleepy, she's creepy, mysterious, When she's full. Oh, it's Keanu. Yes. Oh, this looks like Tia Maria, doesn't it? It, it has does like a actually, Tia Maria yeah. vibe to it. Like, yeah. She is full of love. <laughs> Another stress burp. <laughs> it's Keanu always does that to me. <laughs> the fattest fucking cat. Jesus Christ, that cat needs to see a doctor. What the fuck? Did you see that? He was like Dom DeLuise. <laughs> so, for people that are listening to the podcast, what's what's going on? Okay, okay. So, it's it's a very moody kind of, um, very, uh, uh, what's the, it, it looks like a meatloaf video. That's what I was going to say. Were you? Yeah. It looks like a meatloaf video. Or Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. It's very kind of like blue light kind of rays of shards of light coming in through a window. It's like a it's like a loft apartment or something. There's a there's a drink that looks like Tia Maria in a thing of ice. And uh Keanu Reeves, was he sitting at a piano or a desk? A, a bit of both. He's kind of at like a, a keyboard. A desk and, piano. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it looks like he's producing music. Okay. That kind okay. of a way. And he's and he's got a suit on and a white t shirt and he's just very kind of it's very artistic. Yeah. Almost film noir as well. And now he, I think he hears a knock on the door or something. He's walking out. Oh, the kid. The cat jumped in the window. Then the cat ran across his computer. Now he's going to like a fuse box. Yeah. There's a woman's face on the computer. That is the fattest <laughs> fucking cat I have ever seen in my entire life. It's the size of a cow. It's moving fast though. Jesus Christ. So, okay, so Keanu Reason is now looking for this cat that's mischievously running around his apartment, turning things on and knocking yeah. things off. Cat's on his bed. And now the cat is a woman. Is the cat a woman? Is it a magical cat? It's a she-cat. It's a cat woman. It's cat woman. Is a cat woman. Is he Batman? <laughs> What's going on? Can we just talk about how handsome Keanu Reeves is? So handsome. Fucking hell. I mean, he's got those kind of like that curtain haircut Dra- that drapes. was big in the 90s. I had that. But he's rocking that, man. I had that. And I tell you what, it didn't fucking look like Keanu Reeves's. <laughs> Did yours curl out and stuff? Did mine curl out? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tony Hawk used to practice off the ends of my fucking hair. <laughs> you had wings. You might think now when I'm saying horrendous, I'm in, in some way like exaggerating for the purposes of comedy for this podcast. It is... A crime against humanity. Oh I had because when my hair grows, I've very thick, lustrous hair, like very thick lustrous hair. hair. Very oh. lustrous. <laughs> I do. Lustrous <laughs> is a fine word to say about your locks. I've never heard a single man say my hair is actually very lustrous. My hair, <laughs> not now because I have it under control, but it's it's lustrous to a fault. <laughs> very strong, <laughs> very lustrous hair. Right? Yeah. To a fault. To a degree where I can't let it grow. Because I become secondary to the hair. <laughs> like, do you remember Harry and the Hendersons? Mm. Yeah. Do you know what he looked like? Do you remember anything except for the big hairy thing? No, not yeah, so. Yeah, because that's what my hair is like. It just takes over. Okay. And they go, it's oh, got its own personality. Yeah. And they decided to take the confirmation photographs outside on a windy day. Oh, amazing. And I look like a beef eater outside Buckingham Palace. <laughs> 
That is why I never hooked up with anybody ever until I hit about the age of 15, 16. I was a disgrace <laughs> of a young fellow. Oh, I can't wait to And I see kept this. this through into secondary school. Amazing. Until someone said to me, I'll shift you if you shave your head. No way. Oh, yes. You were like an ultimate. <laughs> I got a text when I was in the Grosvenor Inn on McCurtain Street after a bowling league with my dad. And I got a text saying, if you shave your head, I think it will really suit you. If you shave your head, I'll shift you. And I was like, are there any hairdressers over a half head? Hand me a razor. <laughs> and boy, did I shave it with no consideration for like different lengths or grits. So I then looked or like... direction of I, growth. I then looked like an, a fucking peanut. Like it was... And... Accentuating the flat The first time I found out My head was flat Was when I shaved it And I was like What the fuck It's just neck And top of head (laughs) Yeah But I got the shift though So Well worth it So yeah I definitely didn't look This is what I thought I looked like And then my confirmation photographs Came out And I was like Oh I look like Bob Ross Again (laughs) I like this song Okay. He's following her across the apartment. She's following him. She picks up a glass of it. Looks like whiskey, actually, or cognac. Very seductive. It also reminds me of Celine Dion's There Were Moments of oh, Passion. What a it's my favourite song. Oh, I love that. Favourite movie. Air High Five. Favourite movie. Favourite song. Love I it. I fucking love that song. Oh. There were nights when the wind was so cold. Oh, tune. Baby, oh. baby, when you kiss me like this. <laughs> fucking love it. So it has it has a feeling. It's got of that those vibes. Very meatloafy. It's the it's the lightning and the thunder is the meatloaf thing. Did he just do a backflip? Did he? She pushed him onto a chair. He rolled back. This is turning into the Matrix. He's like, I'm looking for the Oracle. Would you fuck off, Catwoman? How he does that? Oh, so she turned back into a cat then and fucked off. She's like, you ain't getting none of this pussy. <laughs> you ain't getting none of this pussy. Like. <laughs> What happened? Like, what? What's what's the story here? She's behind him. He's sitting in a chair. Did you see this? Did when you she, see her behind him? When she walked the, off, the cat, the cat, the cat ran out the window. Yeah. Is she the cat? No. Are her and the cat? Fucking hell! I'm losing my fucking mind here. I'm losing my mind. I'm fucking the mustache guy's after throwing me completely. It was the cat and her the same person. Did the cat see, turn I don't into know. a woman? I don't know. He followed the cat into a bedroom. The cat was on the bed. The lightning struck. It turned into a woman. Then he started. The woman started kissing him and following him. She pushed him over a chair. He did a backflip. He went up. Morpheus. And then <laughs> the cat hopped out the window. But now there's a woman behind him in a mini dress. As and she's, she's walking, walking towards the kitchen. Oh, oh, she's a ghost woman. <laughs> Fuck you. What, what the fuck is going on? So she, so she wasn't the cat. I don't the, know. The cat was saying, there's a fucking ghost in your bed. Here, la. Then the fucking cat was like, right, my job's done. I'm only here to alert people to ghost women. And then the ghost woman, by the way, who touched him and pushed him. So she was she was yeah. full Patrick Swayze in it after moving the coin and everything. Great movies, by the way. And then she pushed him back over a chair. Then the cat was like, I fucking told you it was a ghost woman. And then he's like, I wonder where she is. And she's like, I'm behind you, I'm a ghost woman. But he seems perfectly happy with the fact that oh, he's just all like, happened. He's, he's just like, drinking on. Having a tipple now. There you go. Normal night for old Keanu. Huh? But and he didn't get the electricity back on, so he's just sitting in a dark no, house. No, the lights are on. The lights are on. Oh. He, he, yeah, he, he's just trying to seduce. Because he cats only and opened ghosts. the fuse box. He didn't do anything when he went there. Oh, they fucked up the production then. Didn't they? they fucked up. No continuity. Con- no continuity. <laughs> the cat was like, "Will I turn back on the trip switch on the way out?" <laughs> I. 
Because oh, that fucking ghost won't do nothing for you. She'll well, you just, just push you over a chair. You just wonder, what's this got to do with whiskey? Like, what? It's so... <laughs> do you, oh, here's what I think. Here's my theory. I think that they said, we got, we got Keanu Reeves. See how I didn't do any accent there. Very progressive. They said, we've got Keanu Reeves, right? We need to do something really fucking high end. Mm-hmm. We need to make this into a very artsy thing. He's, you know, he's a very serious actor. I mean, he's made such classics as Bill and Ted's Excellent <laughs> You couldn't even and say of course, that. And of course, needless to say, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> which both were excellent. <laughs> so we really have to do something very arts housey. Yeah. Very artsy. Very, very, um, very classy. So let's come up with a really high concept thing. And they went a little too high with the concept. And, they, and they went, what are we going to do with the fat cat? And they were like, we're going to just have him dance on the piano with a fat cat. And they were like, we'll just have to use the cat in a different way. Fucking hell, that oh is God. that was a treat. That was a delight. There's another one for you now. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yes. By the way, this sounds like it's German. Suntory Reserve. Oh, no, it's Japanese. Suntory Reserve. It doesn't say what type of thing it is, but it looks like a scotch or something, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, so there's a guy, Japanese guy, looks like Pee Wee Herman. A little bit, actually, yeah. He does, yeah. yeah. Looks like Pee Wee Herman. And he's... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is dressed in like a very nerdy kind of... Uh, this must have been just after he did Kindergarten Cop. That's what I'm predicting here. Okay. He was the school teacher. Or else it was just after he did Twins. That's what I'm predicting. Right, okay. And uh, he's uh, he's got glasses on, so he looks kind of nerdy. The hair is swept back. And he's showing him a chart with, with loads of Japanese writing on it. But also it's like a bar chart. Mm. And the middle one is low and he's not happy about it. <laughs> and he's, he's he's slapping his little pointer stick off of uh, off Varney's head. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's running around an office. They're all shouting something at him. Yeah. Come on, Arnie, show him the fucking product, will ya? Come on, Arnie, show him the fucking product, will ya? He runs around the corner and holds up what looks like a bottle of Calpol. Yeah, or cough mixture or something. It's Japanese Calpol. But he's holding it up in what looks like a red duck's beak (laughs) made of marigolds. Can you see this thing? What the fuck is the thing? What's it resting on? At the moment, I'm just seeing a Calpol thing in the middle of his face and like what looks like two very swollen. <laughs> Doesn't it? Doesn't it? it does. I'm not even going to describe yeah. what swollen things it looks like. Yeah. You're just going to have to they... go on YouTube and watch this thing. Mm. But she needs to go to her gyno. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it's for. Maybe it's like an elixir for uh, for swollen <laughs> Flange. <laughs> Don't know what the. Now he's turned into the devil. He looks like Derek Zoolander there. Little bit, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, they were, oh, he had rubber gloves. He was doing a peace sign with rubber gloves, and that's what and it that looked like. And that was in the middle. That's what looked like the the swollen flange. Okay. He flies towards him. He goes. Still, that doesn't that doesn't make it any clearer. I, I, I don't know what it's for. <laughs> it's probably like it's probably the ad's probably like. Do you have an old person at home? Give them this. They'll be dead in six hours. He's like, it's great. <laughs> what? Oh, what the fuck? He's just running around with a load of fucking styrofoam blocks across people's cars. 
this is this all this looks Bollywood. It looks it's got a very Bollywood look to it as well, not even Japanese. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it looks like somebody played Tetris with cardboard yeah. boxes. But at what stage on his head? At what stage did someone pitch this to Arnold Schwarzenegger? And what at what stage did he go? I think this is a really fucking good ad. I think when they said ten million dollars to do this, he's done a, He's done a series of this particular thing. I think it's an energy drink. But it um, looks like it's in like it does. It looks, it looks medicinal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's definitely he's done. I think out of all of the Hollywood actors. Arnold has probably done the most. Arnold and um, Bruce Willis. I've seen Bruce Willis has done a few ads. He's done quite a few of yeah. them as well. Do you think? Do you think that Arnold Schwarzenegger got the call and was pitched this ad, and he went, "It sounds shit on paper." Like, <laughs> like I don't think they're describing it properly. I saw Keanu Reeves did one with a fat cat and a ghost girl, <laughs> and it was fucking amazing. Because the, the two of those, in comparison. There's no comparison. Yeah. Keanu Reeves got the better deal there. He made yeah. some short little film and it looked a bit weird, but it was quite intriguing. It was open to interpretation, this, definitely. This yeah. was like a fucking acid trip. <laughs> like it really, like no, everyone in the ad was just like, none of us know what we're meant to be doing as individuals. <laughs> and collectively, I think it's just going to work itself out. Like when you think about it, so this started off, I don't know, was it like a sales office or where it started yeah. out? Yeah, and they were looking at sales trends and graphs. Maybe it's the energy. Oh, it's the productivity and energy of the employees in the office. And that it's all oh, look it's so okay. low, and yeah. then he goes, and then he goes, take this, you fucking get mental, and then they go fucking, and then they're all like, ah, and then he's like, yeah, blocks on my head, <laughs> running on cars, <laughs> possible side effect. <laughs> well, if you thought that was mad, we've one final one. Oh yes, this- I'm loving these, by the way. I love things that I've never seen, and you always bring me weird things I've never seen. But this is like a whole lane. This foreign ads thing with celebrities, I'm. All for this. This last one. I'm debating whether... Do you know what? Just go into this cold. I'm not going to tell you anything about this. So let's see how long it takes you to figure it out. Now, this is very blurry. This is very blurry. So you're going to have to uh, pay pay close attention. Okay. Please. Brad Pitt. Yeah. On a motorbike. Yes. This looks very kind of uh, gorilla style as well. Yeah. So it's meant to look like it's shot on a camcorder. Okay. So it's like a selfie almost. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Please. Check out my arse. Please check out my arse. Why has he got a bit massive hole cut in his jeans? It's like it looked like he crashed already, doesn't it? <laughs> oh no, sorry, that's the brown tag on the jeans. I thought it was a hole with his arse. <laughs> All right, so he's just saying, look at my. It's a denim ad anyway, definitely, definitely a jeans ad. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if I was Brad Pitt, I'd probably be like, very nice as well, isn't it? Let me ask you something. Do you like my arse? <laughs> what year do you think this is? I, I mean, think this, this is this, this is, looks like Ocean's Eleven time. Yeah, I think it's kind of like late nineties, early noughties time. Do you think it was when he was with Jen Aniston around that time? Blonde could, hair could be. Yeah, yeah, could be. Very funny. I love this. This is like this is someone who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and it's and he's like this is so daft. It's fucking. This I, is also somebody who's assuming nobody in the Western world is going to do you see think so? this. What country yeah. is this? This these are all Japanese. This is also Japanese. Yeah. My God. That's I fuck I love Japanese. I love I love I love the, the the Japanese culture, particularly pop culture, lean into everything. Mm-hmm. Like they don't kind of go like, is this a little bit silly? Like Takeshi's Castle, all those yeah. things. They go like, oh no, we're fully fucking going for this. Yeah. Like that I- man is dressed up as a lobster, 
And yes, it is a political debate show. <laughs> I get the impression that a brainstorming session is not just a brainstorming session. They just go with every idea that's yeah. thrown out there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like normally it's like, let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And yeah. they're going, oh no, we don't wait to see if it sticks. <laughs> we'll just do it. We just throw everything at the wall. Like. <laughs> it is nice. <laughs> Brilliant. Everyone! He looks like he's taking a shit. He's like, he's very <laughs> constipated looking. I assume he's going to say, do you want to see my ass? <laughs> very nice. Oh, he's broken down. Oh, who cares? My ass looks good. <laughs> Brad Pitt, you fucking mental. Brad, that, that's after making Brad Pitt's stock go up like, <laughs> oh, like a fucking 40%. That's brilliant. They're called Edwin jeans. So I think they're kind of like the, what's what's the famous, what's the Levi's at 501? 501. 501, I think it's kind of like something similar to, okay. to that. So oh it's Edwin God. jeans. That's very He's funny. done a couple of those, but that's by far the best one that's that he has done. It makes. Who cares? <laughs> Look at my ass. Lorraine. Ross. Let me tell you about my favourite place in the world. Where do you think it is? Oh, would it be Ballycotton? Do you know what? You're fucking bang on. What a guess. Bang on. <laughs> sea Church and Ballycotton. This is a sponsor, but I would never tell you to go to a place that I wouldn't go myself. And Ballycotton, Sea Church, 100% I would go there. Uh, it is uh, East Cork's uh, newest restaurant and live music venue. It's a modern and beautiful building, integrated perfectly with one of the most iconic live venues and be- in the beautiful church itself. Uh, renovated fantastically. Like, it is... It, it has that old kind of church charm yeah. but then you kind of go ah but it's, it, it's still got it's so like crisp and clean and, and beautifully lit and the sound is great and everything so it's like you're in an old church but it doesn't feel like you're in an old church yeah. you know what I mean yeah, it's yeah. got all the positives none of the, none of the negatives uh, playing host to some of the best music artists uh, some of the best writers playwrights comedians the whole shebang uh, all of your parties any type of party you have any type of function their restaurant is absolutely top notch I've eaten there for all of our meetings with the comedy festival and I had to come out I, every time I come down I was like they were like I'm having some food and I was like I don't fucking know it <laughs> you're like it's the reason I'm here it's for... absolutely do you know what actually unreal. they posted a couple of days ago mm-hmm. um, a picture of their pizza and I've not been able to think of anything else for the last yeah. couple of days it looked unbelievable I need to try their pizza down yeah, there yeah the burgers are on and their they're fries and chips and wedge kind of things they're just like fresh cut massive huge oh, yes. gorgeous lovely mm. dips and everything it is the bomb uh, fabulous seafood burgers wings and the pizza that you can't get out of your head galore <laughs> watch them Ireland's greatest musicians comedians and playwrights find them on social media at Sea Church Ballycotton for more information and for bookings visit seachurch.ie that's seachurch.ie .ie We need something a lot more wholesome right now a lot more wholesome This was actually a a listener's suggestion that you have a look at this You might you may have seen this already because he's after blowing up on TikTok uh, this year I think I know who it is already Go on I'm going to call it Go on Is it Train Guy? Yay! Yay! I love Train Guy Oh I just think he's the best This guy's like my this guy's like one of my spirit animals Oh I just love him Uh, Yeah Shout out to Shane who suggested this. Uh, Francis Bourgeois. Francis Bourgeois, yeah. He's 21 years old and he is 
Stone mad about trains. Utter joy. This man oh. is just joy personified. I love him. Love yeah, him. absolutely love this. Oh. So we got a little complica- c- compilation yeah. of uh, clips from him. Any minute now, we're going to see a class 59 come through with some absolutely brilliant honks. I cannot wait. <laughs> Love the camera angle. Yes. It's just Because it, it's just, it's so close. And also a kind of like, it's fisheye. You know, the fisheye yeah. lens that kind of distorts everything. And it's just so daft. So he's got a GoPro on his head, his head, but it's facing inwards. Facing him. So he's recording the train with his phone, but then his GoPro is looking at him. And it is, this is pure, unadulterated joy. Joy. And the thing is, it's not just for him. Everyone that watches this is like, this guy is just the best. Yeah, you're He's dead brilliant. inside if you don't oh, completely. even smile at this. This guy is like four fat cats and ghost girls. <laughs> like, if you don't <laughs> yeah, like this, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with you? Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. Oh. Gordon is such a train name as well. Isn't, isn't it? it? It's such yeah. a train name. Yeah. Thank you, Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. Class. Class 52, actually, I think. (laughs) After a long day train spotting in the sun, this is exactly what I needed. (laughs) Oh, Star Wars. (laughs) He's woken up at the crack of dawn to see the Midland Pullman HST. Boy, am I ready to see it. Come on, Hulk, for me, please. By the way, there's a huge culture of this particularly in the UK there's a lot of it in the UK mm. there's also plane spotters that yeah. like stand like park outside uh, the, the gates or the fences up by Cork Airport and them. other airports yeah I've seen them yeah and watch, well, there's something about me that just goes That's, I really like that yeah um, I've, I've another friend uh, she has the shipping uh, the, and she, the, she she lives down by the, the coast uh, and can see the stuff that's coming into Cork Harbour and she, she like she'll often go oh look they're they're swapping over drivers here and you can see them kind of like pulling up and then one guy hops over the little thing into the other and it's just fascinating you kind of go oh something simplistically lovely about this yeah yeah isn't there like there's no cynicism there's it's it's just there's something about machinery that's just it is what it is yeah and there's no cynicism because it's just yeah that's what it does it's impressive and people like it and they have a fondness and also an affection for it yeah and I think an affection for something you <laughs> If you don't, if if you try and begrudge somebody an affection for something, yeah. you are a cunt. Yeah. Like, you are. Like, why can't you let someone just enjoy the thing they yeah. enjoy? Because poor old Francis gets a bit of a doing as well. People tend to Does flag he? him online and stuff and they it's, think... It's it's inevitable. A lot of people think it's fake as well, that the whole thing is like, that he's actually like an actor and that he's putting the whole thing on. I don't think, I don't why, think why, you because can... Because happiness is yeah, that rare, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's just the, the, the misery... I watched I watched a video of his today only. Really? Yeah, only today I watched a video of his. He was on like, it's kind of like a train. It's like a train museum or something. And he was on this little train and there was a couple of people behind him and he tr- they went through a tunnel and he tried to do a hundred honks before they got through the tunnel. Oh. And I was like, this is, a, this is just great crack. It's just so wholesome it's just though, fun, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, it's just fun. Whoa. No honk. Oh no. Ah! Quite an unfortunate situation. Bless no honk. And he took a hopper. Oh, that broke my heart when they didn't honk at him. Yeah. I mean, well, you got a honk The at hopper Francis. was funny and he knows he put it in there. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah, no yeah. honk, I was like, oh. But then it makes the honks all the more. See, the, if he got a honk every time. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, you know, everyone gets a honk all the time. Yeah. But it's the fact that now you know there's a bit of jeopardy there. He could be waiting for an hour. No honk. No honk. So now you're kind of going, when he, you, no, from now on, I'm going to watch every video and go, 
the fucking better be a honk. Like, now I'm going to be like, yes, thank you, Gordon. I've never heard the word honk being used so much. <laughs> but you know what? Watching this, it made me realise that I would love to have a hobby or an interest like that. Mm-hmm. That gave me such immediate joy. Yeah. Like that, you, you know, he spots a train and he's just immediately happy. I'd I love to have something like that. What's yours? Wrestling. Straight away, you're like, happy place. I could watch wrestling every day for the rest of my life. And and even if it's shit, like even if it's terrible, I'll spot what's bad in it and go, ah, they fucked that up or whatever. But I there's not when I when I see it done well, and by the way, I know it's worked. I know it's scripted. I know that's and people find it very hard to understand. Like, why would you watch that when it's only pretend you're gonna go in? Because they're suspending people's disbelief. It's like going to the opera or going to see a magic show. Mm. Nobody thinks the woman has really disappeared or been sawn <laughs> in half. Yeah. But if they're good at it, they will suspend your disbelief to go, oh, but how like? Mm. How? And then you don't find out. Whereas I, because I wrestled, I would have an inside knowledge so I know exactly how it's done. But every so often, they'll get me and I'll go, oh, fuck, is he really knocked out? Or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm going, ah, they got me. That's the, that's the magic. You go, ah, they caught me. Yeah. Do you know? And yeah. I just love, my daughter now, she's eight and she fucking loves wrestling. She'll come into me and she'll go, do you want to plan an old match? And I'm like, Aww. oh. And she's get like she's proper into it, like, and I'm like, oh, this is great because now I have all through my life growing up, I had no peer group that loved wrestling. Yeah, and even as I was older, like my buddy Hegg and stuff, when we were teenagers, he'd be like, go on, throw on ECW there, and we'd watch a bit of wrestling or whatever. But I was still trying to kind of win him over. I was still kind of like, yeah, you know, that's really good or whatever. And he'd watch it, but it wasn't really his thing. But now I have someone who's like, can we watch wrestling, Dad? Into I'm like, it. oh. It's the best. And you don't mind watching old ma- wrestling matches or anything oh, like no, that? Oh no, I watch matches from 92, I watch matches from the See, 60s. I want something like that. And I'd have an encyclopedic novel- knowledge of wrestling. Yeah, I'd love that. Like Japanese wrestling is is my, well Japanese wrestling is my, it's mecca for me, okay. like for, wrestler, for a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. And oh. uh, yeah, but I can't do it anymore because I got injured too many times. Mm. 17 <laughs> dislocated left shoulders, 28 dislocated right shoulders. Dislocated jaw, smashed six teeth. Uh, I would say... Eight concussions. Lost two pints of blood one night <gasps> from here. That was very scary. Uh, nearly broke my neck. Like lost all feeling in my arms and legs one night. Uh, cracked two ribs. Broke my tailbone. Uh, that injury. Mm. That, that's where that, that's where that came from. There. Yeah. Hello. Um, and uh, dislocated my finger. Um, uh, broke my orbital bone. And a few other things as well. Isn't it weird that you could still have such a love for the sport though, even though it's clearly nearly killed you? I was so passionate about wrestling that it turned me into somebody I didn't like. And that's why I had to stop. In what way? I was so passionate about it and I wanted it to be done the right way that I started to... uh, I started to resent the people that weren't doing it the way that I thought it should be done. Like people that were exposing the business or people that were kind of like not trying to do the magic and fool people. And I went... Oh, nothing makes me this way. Mm-hmm. And then I had to re-fall in love with it from a, as from a from a watching perspective. Okay. So I actually actively went, oh, I'm going to have to step away from this because I can't be involved. Because if, if I'm involved, I'm like, why are they not, why are they ruining it? Why are they Why are they making it look more foolish? And then I went, oh, we're all just pretending to fight. Yeah. And I went, just sit back, detox, come back into it as a fan. And as a fan now again, I'm going, oh, this is why I love it. And now I can watch everyone do anything. And I'm just like, it's just all wrestling. Like it's mad. You were just too, too, too. I loved it, in it too much. Yeah. It, and it sounds daft, but I loved it so much that I that it, it actually stressed me to see people. It broke my heart That's to see nice. people that I thought was like jeopardizing it or whatever. 
because you spend your whole life defending it. It's mm. the only hobby. Like imagine if you were into fishing and everyone's like, fishing, it's all fake, boy. They're not even catching <laughs> the fish. They're not even real fish. Like imagine going out and going, they are, and no one believes you. Like, Yeah. Well, one thing that I know you are into is rapping. We know that yeah. you are a decent rapper. I you, am you, a bluffer. Of you, a no, you're, you're a decent rapper. We've seen that on the podcast. So I want to see what you think of this. Okay. This is a clip. <laughs> oh my God. No I end. felt that coming. I was going. <laughs> I could see your face like, change again. I'm, yeah, I, I just. Like, <laughs> you kind of glaze over, and I'm like, oh, I've lost him. I've lost him. And then the. Burp. I've lost him to the wind. <laughs> I was like, please don't ask me to start rapping because it's going to be. Okay. What's well, so this? This is a, is a clip mm-hmm. from an Australian rap battle. Okay. It's hosted by a group called One Outs. Yeah. This is Touche versus Snipes. Now, this is actually a compilation of Snipes' side of the rap battle okay. because this is the more interesting bit. Okay, Snipes. Snipes. Okay, any relation to Dora, the explorer, no? Swipes, you know, I don't know his family tree now, but okay. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I could say bullets are going to spray. I'm from Brooklyn. That's all right. But let me just say I like to get close and personal with a razor-sharp object. But let me just say this. This is, is English his second language. <laughs> they don't call him fucking rhymes anyway. <laughs> what the like? There's no I okay. I might, I might be a bit early on this, but there is no flow. There is no rhythm. There's no rhyme. He just sounds like a guy who just walked over and went, is that a group of people talking? I'll talk for a while. This, <laughs> I'm not gonna stab you in the heart. What I'm gonna do is grab a pen, stab you in the neck, punch your lungs, then s- slam. Slam. I'm. I don't, don't even know what word's called. Suffocate. One object into your stomach. Everyone behind him is like. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. The guy behind him with the tattooed neck is like. He's <laughs> like. I'm going to go viral just by being near this cunt. <laughs> his eyes, just keep watching his yeah, eyes because they just like, keep darting. <laughs> but everyone at the back is like this. Uh, this is brilliant. This is so good. Fuck. Well, he knows. At least he knows. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Object into your stomach. <laughs> and cause internal bleeding. Huh? Now, before you die, let me just say this. The reason I call myself Snipes is because I take my time to rhyme. I'm not complicated. You fucking say that again, Snipes. (laughs) Also, you haven't rhymed yet, so you're really taking your fucking time. Sometimes the first rhyming word will come in January and the second one will come in August. Even those two words don't rhyme. But it doesn't matter because I make the sausage and I cover it in breadcrumbs. Oh, hang on a second. I'm like a sniper. I aim straight for the heart or the head. He's mad for like... (laughs) Like violence and like in a very biological way, isn't he? Like I'm going to puncture your internal it's organs. Very specific. And... <laughs> he is, yeah. Going to go straight for the pancreas. I'm straight and direct. I might hide two Ks that way. You'll know when I hit you. As soon as you hit the ground. Even the dog is like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but this guy said some shit on Facebook. Here we go. Joke of the dark night shit. So don't let me go all James Holmes on you, Dark Knight Shooter. Is that a little bit too soon? It would if we, if, if any of us understood the fucking reference. Wait for what's coming up. Really? Maybe. And let me just say this as well. If you want to be the Joker, why don't I give you a bottle of pills, a Chelsea smile, and instead of Heath Ledger dying, why don't you replace his death? 
said, "Hey, why don't you um, take a walk some, uh, on the the wild? I can't even rap as bad. as I'm trying to, and I'm going. It actually makes more sense than what he's saying. This is, this is a like. Did he take a bus? Like, did he did he sit in a bus and go? I'm not fucking. I'm gonna fucking nail this. I mean, like." I feel like this is a real panic. Do you think so? That he's just waiting for someone to go, and time. And the guy who's been to do it is going, oh, I'm not fucking saying time at all. This is fucking amazing. Because nobody would give two shits about a guy who looks like a fucking meth head. What's wrong with that? <laughs> you said in your first battle against H. Murray. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's bringing up shit from the past. And he's like a bad ex. He's like a bad girlfriend, isn't he? You said, you said... 14 weeks ago when, when I was crying on the couch that <laughs> his face looks like he got into a fight with the Bible you can't say shit your face looks like you got into a fight with the blunt side of an axe <laughs> <laughs> I was saying like a, a sickle a cycle uh, like come on like come on no, he's got a fag out and everything. He's like, as if this isn't complicated enough, I'm not going to be smoking while fucking up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How long is this fucking battle? You think that I'm a soft cock. Really, I couldn't give two fucks because you don't know me. You don't know what I've lived through. <laughs> he's like a Karen. You don't know my life. Like, he's, there is... This is... Fuck, I can't even, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking tapping out. I can't. Is this, how long does this go on for? But let me just say this. I'm not the one to judge people. Yeah, this is rap battling. I couldn't give two fucks. Only for the factor of I do this because I love it. Whether or not I choke out, it doesn't matter. It's like everyone's left and new people have come back and now they've left as well. It's like... <laughs> one of them's died and had a funeral and their child has now stepped into the crowd and been like, he's still going. There's two people in the background that are clearly showing I, each other videos. They're, yeah, they're like, just yeah. smoking like that on the phone. <laughs> Jesus. But in fairness to Neck Tattoo Guy, I mean, he's right. Like, he's kind of going like, I actually can fucking leave. Like, especially for continuity. Yeah. For continuity, this is going to be like Keanu Reeves with the fucking lights <laughs> turning back on. Like, I can't. I can't just fuck off. But at one ounce, if there's an MC like you, who basically their shit just breaks like Indian curry, the after effects, then don't... <laughs> one, guy, one guy laughed, but I think he's laughing because he sees someone on the other side going... Oh, your time. Go do something else. Go do something with your life. We should make a law. If Touche's ever going to make a kid, ever have a kid, get his dick in a cunt, we should shoot the little kid. We don't want little Touche... Excuse me, I just thought I'd improve his rap a little bit. Touche's coming around like headless fucking chickens. A waste of space. No, everybody's laughing. Like, there's a full-on giggle fest going on. But not for the right reasons. Not for the they're, right they're reasons. They're not on poor old Snipes' No, there, there are no punchlines. Like, there's no punchlines. In fact, he hasn't even taken a pull off his fag. So the, the fag's just burning down. But everyone's just, like, they're just kind of chatting amongst themselves now going, this is fucking atrocious. But... I'm going to say this. Maybe next time. One fella's rolling a fag. <laughs> Tattoo man is just like, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm just going to skin up a fag there because uh, everyone's on their phones. Like, nobody, this is just, this, at what stage is your self-awareness not kicking in? <laughs> like, no, like, come on, let's break this down. And by the way, by the way, like, everyone tries things, all right? And like, everyone's entitled to have their passion. This could be his thing. 
This could be he like He did say that he does he, he does it because he loves it Yeah this could be like Francis Bourgeois with his trains This could be like me with my wrestling mm-hmm. Right But there needs to come a time When somebody needs to sit you down and say Do you understand what a rhyme is? <laughs> I'll come prepared I'll come prepared <laughs> He literally undid his sentence by how unprepared it was. I'll come prepared, 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 like a pencil. See, yeah, even this is there better. Go. Yeah. Got fucked up last night. I forgot my lines. Couldn't memorize them. Don't know where the fuck I put the piece of paper in my house. <laughs> no, lines is like the easiest thing to fucking write with. He's just giving an explanation as it's to why just, he's so shit. It's just, I was born in the bonds 22 years ago. It was a breach birth. Uh, doctor said I might not make it I was in the ICU for about four weeks Now listen I saw you wrote something in your fourth grade English paper I wasn't too happy about the way you talked about The economical fall arise in Papua New Guinea in the 1960s But listen Speaking of which Gerbils Lovely little things aren't they Not quite hamsters But you know They're still nice Everyone's <laughs> gone No he has, to, he has to stop now Everyone's broken their shit Bet you after this battle I'm going to go home just be wandering around having a ciggy and then I'm just going to find them and be like oh fuck no there they are right in front of me but and this is all freestyle only because I choked out I forgot my lines I couldn't give two fucks but no one can give two fucks about a clown who tries and acts tough time he called called time it himself he called time it himself he was like no one's going to say it lads time oh look look what time it is Oh dear, I, I didn't bring my watch. I left it with my ciggies. I'm back in again. I'm starting to rap again. Fucking can't help it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Needless to say. He won. Snipes didn't win. Fucking hell. Have you done rap battles oh, like this? That's how I, but that's how I got into stand-up. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Where were you doing rap battles? I'd I, love to know, like, where does this stuff happen? So you know Stevie G? Yeah. So Stevie G, DJ Harvey... Uh, Miss Kendi and all that kind of crowd they used to do a night down in the Agora on McCurtain Street on I think it was the first Thursday or the first Tuesday of every month and every every like every every uh, sorry every week was it, was it was every Tuesday but on the first Tuesday of every month there was it was a rap battle so like one week they'd have break dancers the next week they'd have a couple of rappers then they'd have uh, scratching and all that kind of stuff and then there was the ba- the rap battle every once every month and I did it for about eight Nine months. And then every week nearly turned into a battle because someone would come down and we'd end up battling just for the crack or whatever. Mm. But I, I never lost any of the battles because I was just, I was essentially doing stand-up. And what was it? Well, like, And, and I was doing the, the eight mile thing. It was, it was, it was, was it before eight mile? Yeah, it would have been. I was just slagging myself off. And, okay. the, and, and then them. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But and I that's, was, that's the, that's the kind of thing you have to do. You kind of have just, to slag I was just self-deprecating because I just was like, I'm not taking this seriously. You know what I mean? I was just like, this is just You're funny. You're just roasting I was yourself. Like, it's just funny. Like, yeah, so I wasn't... Um, so, yeah, and, and then I'd take the piss out of them. And mine were genuine freestyles as well. So yeah. I wasn't... Like, people were pre-writing stuff for me. But then I was calling them out on being pre-written. And then I was freestyling on just what they were wearing and who was there and whatever. So it was because I just took it so lightly that I was able to do that. And then someone came up to me and said, you you, uh, you got to do stand-up. And it was always something I wanted to do. But they were like, you should do stand-up. And I was like... Wow. Oh. And they were like, there's a club just up there. And I was like, ooh. And they were like, yeah, just just don't do rhymes and just like just do stand up. I was like, okay. So then I started, I started working towards that. So that was the beginning of it. Wow, and then so I went to Dublin for a a battle competition, and uh, I came 
third, I think. Wow. Um, uh, um, Messiah J. No, Messiah no. J and the Expert. No, never heard of them. Great, no. great Dublin rap group. He was one of the judges, and uh, yeah, I came third. I think it was a grand was the top prize. Wow, well. cool. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, but it was great. It was that was great crack because that was like in the academy or something. It was a big. Wow. Yeah. So who thing. knows? Maybe maybe Snipes will be uh, sharing a stage with you. Someday. Possibly. You never know. Be, uh, I would be honored. <laughs> I would be so honored. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where we got to wrap up this podcast. I am absolutely, my makeup is ruined. I have mascara all over my face. That's that's oh, a sign of a fun hell. podcast. That was, I was, okay. First of all, we opened strong with the uh, TSW uh, 1982 <laughs> competition because that was fucking brilliant. Ads were my absolute fucking fit. They were fucking outstanding. Okay, well, there's loads more. So we can, we can bring a, those back in another podcast. It's such a new lane for me. Francis Bourgeois, always welcome on the podcast. Pure joy, unadulterated. And then my new favourite rapper, <laughs> Snipes. Swi- Swipes. Snipes? Swipes. <laughs> I don't think he even knows. I think <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Uh, if you want to send us anything on social media, uh, you can hit us up and check out all of our little videos and little clips we put up at Unforeseen Pod everywhere. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. Uh, check us out at Unforeseen Podcast on YouTube where you can see all of our podcasts in video form. Mm-hmm. And if you want to contact us, it's unforeseenpodcast at gmail.com. Here's the most important thing. We're getting some brilliant voice notes off people. We're getting some great messages off people. And even if, right, even if it's not included in 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 the main body of the thing, we might actually end up at the end when we say goodbye playing out a couple of voice notes or a couple of things that we have or even throwing up an old email at the end for some of the some of the stuff you're sending us in. We've got a couple of I've killed three people and I don't know how to stop. And yeah, I, I didn't I think to. people were going to do that, but they did. They did it. Um, also, please yes. do rate and review the podcast. Yes, a little does, written review on iTunes. It makes such a difference. I always listened to podcasts and I was like, oh, whatever, like, you know, you yeah. rate and review. It actually does make a difference. It, does. it makes a huge, huge it difference. Does. So if you do get like even 30 seconds just to give us, give us a... Yeah. A couple of stars. And some people great. have t- told us, they've gotten onto us and emailed us and said, I've told everybody, I've recommended this to everybody. And that's, I think that's probably the most effective way for, is word of mouth. It's like the most old fashioned way of doing that it. That is when, the greatest review that we could get. Yeah. Somebody telling yeah. somebody else to go. When, when a friend it. tells you, you got to check this out. I always do. Yeah. And and if you if you trust somebody's opinion, you kind of go, oh yeah, they're into good stuff. Then then you like this. Uh, also, we have another podcast called New Glances Everything, which was up to episode 10 before the pandemic. We're going to be starting it back up again. So if you want to go back and listen to those, make sure you listen back to this podcast from the very beginning. Uh, and also, uh, I have a stand-up special, which was released internationally. So no matter where you are in the world, uh, you can get the stand-up special. You can get it from ComedyDynamics.com on their website. or And that, that they'll bring you to all of the places in your region. But you can get it on uh, the, uh, I, the, Apple, uh, the uh, fucking Apple TV. Apple TV, you can get it on Amazon Prime Video. You can get it on YouTube. You can down, rent it or uh, buy it there. You can get it on Vimeo to rent it or buy it there. So basically, wherever you are in the world, there's there's there's... A, a thing in your region where you can where you can buy and download it. So there you go. Uh, that's it. and it's called ja- oh yeah, Ross Brown. Ja know what I mean. Thanks very much, everybody. Take it how much easy. Let's hope that this works. Boom. Pressing every button in front of me. I'm going to fade this out now, and you can listen to some of the things that people have sent us in to the show. See you next week, everybody. I've killed three people and I don't know how to stop. I've killed three people and I don't know how to stop. I've killed three people. I don't know how to stop. 
and I don't know if I want to. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.